0: Breaking news, donkey! You know we like to think that the Armstrong and Getty show is ripped from today's headlines. This morning, it's ripped from like this second's headlines. While we were discussing whether the ancient Dianne Feinstein would run for re-election, who was a little shaky yesterday on the Sunday Morning Show. Well, she's how old is she? No, one, she would be 85 five when sworn in for another six-year she term. She's 84, I believe. I just yes, it yesterday. That, that math checks out, Michael. Thank you. <laughs> no, that's good. Thank you. That's, um, that's up there. While we were discussing how ludicrous it would be for somebody who is already has their faculties failing at that age to run for a re-election, she was announcing that she will seek a fifth full term in the United States Senate. Ending well, months of speculation as a growing stable of possible Democratic successors sat in waiting.
1: Well, and she, they're trying to push her out. New York Times front page story for Sunday was a good one about the, the Democratic Party being taken over by the, the liberal wing. And they're they're going to go for it. The Bernie Sanders, Jennifer Warren ring, they're going to go for it. And, uh, and Elizabeth Warren, Elizabeth Warren. There you go. Jennifer Warren's a singer. Uh, the Sanders Warren wing is going is gonna is taking over, has taken over, mm. and they're gonna see what they can pull off and they don't want Diane Feinstein a, a, around. She, she might be thinking thinking they're gonna primary her? Boy, that could easily happen. Oh, wait that a minute. That could easily now. happen. Wait a minute. Um the way it has ha- been happening in the Republican Party for the last couple of cycles and will this next one? Um that could absolutely happen, and uh, and she might be sticking around just because she knows that. She might think, I don't want the party taken over by Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders.
0: Yeah, yeah, boy, there were all sorts of uh, California liberals running around just fully sexually aroused at the idea of running for the the Senate from Kevin DeLeon to Eric Garcetti to Alex Padilla, um, the obnoxious, <laughs> insufferable Adam Schiff. Uh, who's a, a Burbank uh, Congress guy? Is the well you see him talking about? It. He's the what's it? What committee is he? The, the House Oversight Committee. He's the one who. Who cares? He's insufferable. Um, <laughs> <laughs> He's invo- involved in the Russia investigation. Kamala Harris says what Californians get from Diane is someone who sticks to her principles and achieves results. Reg- Mm. Results, regardless of powerful opponents, from the assault weapons ban to the CIA torture report. We are better off with her leadership, and I look forward to continuing it as she's in favor of her.
1: And she's one of the, you know, original 49ers that settled the great
0: state. So. That's true. Mm-hmm. She will Came be... around the horn to try to <laughs> get gold. <laughs> Should Feinstein win and remain in her seat through 2022, she will be... Uh, bird what was his name the former Klansman, robert she will be barbaric that's right thank you senator uh she will be uh, robert bird like by the end of her term um that's old boy they mentioned that she she'll be 85 when sworn in for another six-year term they leave it to us to do the math and realize she'll be 91 when she finishes it (whistles) and uh and probably somewhat bird like um at any rate, should she win and hold on to her seat, she'll become the longest serving senator in California history, passing Hiram Johnson, who served 28 years starting in 1917. Hiram Johnson is running for the Senate. Tell everyone you know via pack mule or letter, because there's no TV. In fact, is there even radio? No. I don't remember. I had to learn this in radio play There ain't even a radio. So go tell everybody down at the saloon, Hiram's
1: running again. Get Well, the way you do it now when you run for election, at least the Trump people knew this, is you use Facebook, as we learned last night on 60 Minutes.
2: I understood early that Facebook was how Donald Trump was going to win. Twitter is how he talked to the people. Facebook was going to be how he won. And Facebook is how he won. I think so. I mean, I think Donald Trump won. <laughs> but I think Facebook is was the method. It was the highway in which his car drove on.
1: Brad Parscale is his name. He got hired originally by the Trump, well, he got hired by the Trump uh, Corporation to do a website for one of their golf courses or hotels or something like that. Mm-hmm. Paid him 1500 bucks. This guy um, went out and learned how to make websites and stuff like that code on his own. And he really had no employment. He would hang around at Borders Books in the section where people look at books on how to build a website. And then he would tap him on the shoulder and he'd say, I build websites. If you need somebody to build a website, I could do it for you. That's what he was doing at the time that the Trump people found him like so cheap and paid him $1,500 to make a website. Wow. It grew from that through the campaign to him being the guy that oversaw all the digital
0: operations and was in charge of $92 million dollars. Now, just out of curiosity, make sure I'm clear on this, because I'm so incredibly amused by the fact that early-ish in the campaign, Trump had a staffer. Our man, Corey... Um, was this guy hired prior to the campaign, or was he, he hired for the
1: campaign? It sounded to me like the the, the on the um, uh, timeline he would he would have been at the campaign at that time. But just he was all, he was still in Texas where he lived. Okay, and uh, and just so low level and so nothing,
0: just doing a little freelancy work.
1: Yeah, I, I'm not sure you can put this on the genius of the Trump administration as much as I think this guy's a smart guy, go getter who figured out how to make things happen, and then at some point. You have to give the Trump people credit for recognizing it and really utilizing it and, and and raising him to a much higher profile. But what Facebook started doing is they will embed people with you from Facebook if you're running a political campaign. And we just learned a few minutes ago from our boss in the hallway that they do that now with private corporations. If you're a company and you want to spend a lot of money on Facebook for ads, they will send over Facebook employees to help you use Facebook wow. the best way. Because
0: they want you to be successful at it and spend your dollars there. So you avoid the meetings we've had where we kind of squint at each other and say, I understand you can, like, you can, like, uh, target people and uh, can you tweet at the same time if they, they got people there saying, oh, yeah, absolutely, here, let me do that for you, clickety-clickety-click, and there you're selling uh, laundry detergent or snow tires or whatever to specifically targeted people via social media. That's super smart for Facebook. And this guy that
1: was in the Trump campaign, he started having Facebook people embedded in their office. And he said sometimes there'd be two, sometimes there'd be, or two days a week, sometimes there'd be Facebook guys every day of the week. Facebook people helping them target specific voters, down to like the voter in some cases. Wow. In uh, some of your swing states. And I don't know how much of this was Facebook or how much of it was his, But figuring out how different ads appeal to different people. It's kind of a funny coincidence. The guy who won the Nobel Prize for Economics today won it about behavioral economics. He's an American, right? Yeah. USA! It's why we do some of the things we do, sometimes completely irrationally. Mm -hmm. But it's why we do some of the things we do. Well, this guy in the Trump campaign, working with the Facebook people, he said, for instance, if you have a campaign ad, some people like a green background. Some people like a blue background. Some people like a yellow background. Facebook knows that. Wow. I don't. I don't know how they figure that out. Wow. He, 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 they do. They figure it out. And he said, if you have a, bu- a button that says contribute, there are some people that will click on it if it's green, but won't click on if it's blue. And we could figure out which people were which people. Holy crap! And they would have a hundred thousand different versions of an ad. Some days, the same ad, but with a hundred thousand different versions tailored to the kind of person you are, whether you like this kind of script, whether you like this color, whether the word donate is important to you or the word contribute, whether the specific message ought to be about guns or about draining the swamp or about locking up Hillary or about whatever. And then, you know, just so individual, individualized. And that was Hillary's coming for your guns, LOL. <laughs> and, and this was all done by a computer. and wow. uh, and And Facebook helped them do this and target people the way that
0: Facebook can. God, I'm just astounded by somebody who could conceive of and write the code for preferences that specific. Yeah, it is I mean, amazing. how would that even occur to you to, to ask that question? Never mind then crafting, you know, algorithms or whatever that can discern that and spit it back to you. You know, uh, Jim Johnson of uh, 123 Main Street in uh, Appleton, Wisconsin, really digs blue backgrounds. Really loves them. I mean, but... <laughs>
1: Cares well. I got I got a couple more nuggets on this when we come back, but it's really interesting. I I don't I don't know. Do do any of you who use Facebook doubt that they have the abilities to figure this stuff out? I mean, that's what they do for a living, figuring out your individual tastes and compiling that data somewhere to sell to someone. And they were in this case selling it to the Trump people.
0: I got more on that in just a little bit. But Those no. of you who are worried about Trump becoming a dictator, which is laughable, you got to be worried about Zuckerberg. <laughs> Trust me, Trump's a punk compared to Zuckerberg. I don't think Zuckerberg has any evil
1: aims other than becoming the richest person who's ever lived on planet Earth. That's
0: how he's going to get
1: over saps like you. Don't
0: see the evil taking shape. (laughs) Fight him now, fight him. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. The ongoing recovery from Hurricane Maria in Puerto Rico or, as our president weirdly insisted on pronouncing it this week,
3: we are also praying for the people of Puerto Rico. We love Puerto Rico.
0: No, you don't. Nobody loves anything and still says its name like that. If if I ask you if you feel like Italian and you say, let us order some spaghetti. I love spaghetti. Then you don't love spaghetti, you hate Italians, and we're not having dinner together. (laughs) John Oliver has a funny delivery. Yes, he does. He's he's a comedian.
1: (laughs) We are at Torrico. So, is this Sean, is this Trump talking about the paper towel incident? Yes, it is. Because he's been criticized for... I finally saw the video over the weekend. I should have sought that out last week. Where he's tossing paper towels to people and, and like, pretending he's shooting a basketball. Yes. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) It looks like some sort of radio station uh, remote broadcast publicity thing from the 1980s. He's doing the t-shirt cannon at a AAA baseball game. Right.
1: Yeah. Uh, but This is Trump on that incident.
3: They had these beautiful soft towels. Very good towels. And I came in <laughs> and there was a crowd of a lot of people. And they were screaming and they were loving everything. And we were I was having fun. They were having fun. They said, throw them to me. Throw them to me. There you go.
0: <laughs> yeah. Come on. Beautiful They're soft. They're beleaguered. The, the, the best paper towels. The very believe me. The very best. They're beleaguered down there. They had their, uh, their, their civilization scraped away by the, the, the hurricane. Finally, a little fun, a little delight, a little play and uh, toss the towel. <laughs> Who's going to deny him that fun, Jack? Yeah. Partisans, bitter partisans, that's who. Yeah. Um the anti-Trump, the swamp, drain the swamp. So the, uh, the, the end
1: story of the 60 Minutes thing on um, how the Trump campaign used Facebook with the Facebook employees actually embedded in the campaign, helping them use it, is that the that Facebook offers this to any politician, and Hillary Clinton's team didn't taking take advantage of it. And according to 60 Minutes, Facebook contacted her and said, "Would you like us to do this?" Wow! Contact yeah, her I, campaign, and they said no. Well, given the political no, right.
0: leanings of you know a lot of Silicon Valley uh, heavyweights, you'd think they would be aghast. They would just be they would be desperate to get into her campaign and help her.
1: So Trump spent, and she said, no, $92 million with the help of Facebook employees on how to target down to the single individual in various uh, swing district states, etc. And the Clinton campaign, one of the many reasons she lost all fitting into a certain kind of thing, uh, just, you know, the old attitude about politics and unwilling to try anything new and. Just, just that sort of thing. Now, now yeah. Joe, you, you mentioned the, the traditionally viewed political leanings of Facebook. I thought this was an interesting little clip from from uh, the 60 Minutes piece.
2: They were there multiple days a week, three, four days a week, two days a week. What were they doing week, inside? Helping mean, teach us how to use their platform. Helping you get to, elected. I asked each one of them by email. I want to know every single secret button, click, technology you have. I want to know everything you would tell Hillary's campaign plus some. And I want your people here to sh- teach me how to use it. Inside? Yeah, I want them sitting right how next to How do you know us. they weren't Trojan horses? Because I'd ask them to be Republicans, and I would talk to them. Oh, you only wanted Republicans? I wanted people who supported Donald Trump from their companies. And that's what you got? Yeah. They already have divisions set up that way. What do you mean? They already have groups of people in their political divisions that are Republican, Democrat.
0: Wow, that's interesting. I mean, it makes sense from Facebook's perspective. You wouldn't have, like, a hardcore anti-GMO activist go help monsanto or something with their marketing you would match people to the clients.
1: yeah it's worth watching if you haven't seen it because this guy's super sharp yeah i'm looking forward to him. um i think trump got lucky that this guy came along being the dude and that he drove a lot of but uh facebook is out today saying that's not true they deny that deny what that, that they, they match they, people that they provided republicans to this guy that he asked for republicans and they provided republicans so I
0: don't hmm. know. well yeah i wonder there's there's a lot of deniability here that doesn't deny the truth. I mean, they they probably said, here's an assignment, would you like it? And, you know, the people who went said, hell yeah, I'd like to help Donald Trump win. You're not going to have somebody who just loathes him and is, is a, like a Elizabeth Warren supporter, a Bernie supporter.
1: It's possible you had people that were more or less agnostic on politics. They're just Facebook people.
0: Yeah. Why would the guy lie, though? I mean, what's his motivation at this point? At well, this point, what difference does it make? Nothing. Does Facebook have a reason to lie? Yes. Because
1: uh, a lot of the liberal supporters will be mad at them. Oh. Supposedly helping Trump. There you go. Uh, some text we got on the text line, which is the best place for them. 415-295-KFTC. Uh, Joe says Diane Feinstein will be 91 when she finishes her next term. Does he mean if? That's a decent question. That's well beyond life
0: expectancy. So
2: to just assume yeah, somebody's going to be
0: on it. Yeah. Ninety-one. Yeah. Although once you hit an age, your life expectancy is different
1: than at birth. Yeah, I don't think anybody has a life expectancy of 91, do
0: they? 85-year-olds? A- a- I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't know either. I don't know either. That's getting up there. But it doesn't matter. It's the power of incumbency. Everybody knows her. She'll win and will walk. There's no Republicans got a chance in California, probably, probably. And so she wins. Then it turns out, you know, she, she got to be put out to pasture. They'll either treat her like Robert Byrd and just tell her, "Tell her, all right, uh, Madam Senator, please press the button, the the big one, the red." Pla- no, no, let me show you. Press the red one. I mean, she'll be a dotard, in here's, the words of King Jum Un, or she'll soup. soup. Here's your soup. That's right. That's a good girl. That's good. Wow. Or <laughs> wow. Or she'll she'll go to meet Jesus. And Jerry Brown gets to appoint somebody. As Rod Blagojevich taught us in Illinois, the governor gets to appoint somebody and he probably wants a little something for it. Okay. Enjoy your prison
1: cell, Rod. Um, Did the vice president, did Pence just stage a political, political protest during the national anthem yesterday? Yeah, I guess he did. Uh, Getting up and leaving, yeah. leaving it was a political protest during the National did Anthem.
0: Did he get up during the Anthem? I didn't see. I don't know. Did, did anybody see that? You see that? I don't know. You see it, Sean? Did he
1: leave during the National Anthem or after? I, no, he, it,
0: sir. I didn't see it in person, but f- from my readings of it, it was after. Yeah, I, yeah He yeah. surely he was standing for the Anthem, hand on heart, right. looking at the flag, right. gazing in that sincere way Mike Pence has, and then, you know, as soon as it was over, he said to his wife, well, let's go. Yeah, which they had planned on, and
1: so it was a bit of a, bit of a stunt from that standpoint. That they were going to leave during right after the national anthem to make a big stink out of it. And uh, He does have that way of gazing off in the distance like he's contemplating George Washington or something.
0: <laughs> With like a barely half smile on his face. Just a face that says, love of country. But he's got that going for him. Yeah, he does. Um, so, apparently, Feinstein brought
1: this up yesterday, and it was part of the conversation... Um, So there's legislation to do away with these bump stocks, but people want to attach to that legislation that allows concealed permits to transfer across state lines. Ah. Either of two ways. One of them seems like completely undoable. Uh, The other way, maybe, possibly. So that if you had a concealed carry permit that you got in wherever you got it, you can go to other states with it. Um, would be one way to do it yeah my understanding is there are only a few states that accept other states yeah, well, California's not one of them which is yeah, why Diane Feinstein was so if you have a concealed carry permit in Arizona you don't get to carry your gun into California mm. and uh, NRA and some legislation uh, that's being written up right now might make it that way the yeah, other it's way too bad because uh,
0: there's people need shooting in both states
1: but the, other, the other way that would be. Much more controversial and will never happen is the idea that you can get your concealed carry permit somewhere else and then use it in your state. Like if I live in California oh, where they don't let you do it, right. I could get it in Texas where they do sure. and then just use it here
0: in California. It's like going to get a bunch of pot in Colorado and then bringing it across state lines. I don't but think that will ever happen
1: because yeah. it's like the old gay marriage argument. You would, in effect, be nationalizing concealed carry. You Correct, just, yeah. As long as you had one county somewhere in the country that gave them out. And everybody would be fighting for that opportunity to charge every gun-toting person in America oh, a yeah. fee Oh yeah. <laughs> in they'd, our little
0: county. They'd have to, yeah, have big hotels full of, you know, with a shooting range. And- yeah gun friendly exhibits and entertainment whatever (laughs) charlie daniels probably i'm guessing uh sure because everybody everybody go there but that'd be great but that's for the record can i can i say something very quickly for the record i would never shoot anybody i would never hurt anybody i just want to shoot i would just want to squeeze off shots at their feet and tell them dance Dance! You've always wanted to do that. Like in the,
1: uh, the Westerns, yeah. that's how <laughs> right. I would never hurt
0: anybody.
3: Wow. Uh, what's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Well, President Trump continuing tweets of support for his vice president, Pence's NFL protests. And God's Amazon. Do we
0: have nothing serious to worry about as a nation.
3: And Amazon making another major move to take over the world, about to shake up another industry. Stories coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty.
1: Somebody said Dianne Feinstein has a concealed carry permit. Is that true? Maybe we can verify that. That's pretty typical, even if she doesn't, that politicians or the well-connected get them and regular citizens don't. That's the way it happens in a lot of your anti-concealed carry counties. Or their bodyguards certainly have them. Yeah. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. We should just mention it right right off the bat here, Marshall. Yes. If you do a story involving this again, we're prepared. This is what it will sound like. Somebody have the clip? Michael? Give me one second. It will be timed much better when the, uh, when <laughs> no, the you're actually
3: that, That's I why
1: we it. do these drills I see. so we can eliminate these gotcha. speed bumps when it's time to actually right. have this thing fire. Fire. Maybe we will I think it would be a better idea if we just get the news at this point. It's fecal matter with Marshall. It's fecal matter with Marshall. It's fecal matter with Marshall. I like the idea of it. I like the idea of it. Let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. All
3: right, another matter. President Trump continues applauding Vice President Mike Pence for leaving the 49ers-Colts game yesterday after some Niners players knelt in protest during the Star-Spangled Banner. Pence said he could not dignify any event that disrespects our soldiers, our flag, our national anthem. Trump tweeting this morning saying that Pence has been receiving great praise for walking out. Meanwhile, you got San Francisco player Eric Reed telling reporters that Pence is leaving the game looked like a, quote, PR stunt to him. He knew um, our team has had the most players' protests. He knew that we were probably going to do it again, and so this is what systemic a person looks like. A man with power comes to the game, tweets a couple things out and leaves the game with an attempt to, to thwart our
0: efforts. What did he say? This is what systemic oppression yes. looks like. Looks that like. Eric yes. Reed, you have no effing idea what you're talking about. That is a crazy thing to say. That is one of the stupidest things I've ever heard said politically, Eric. Maybe you ought to go to a country, and there are plenty of them, from North Korea to Africa and all points in between, that have systematic oppression, and they are horrifying. People get beat to. Well, listen. Uh, With all due respect to your right to protest and the validity of being concerned about the relationship between African-Americans and the police, absolutely a valid issue. You have no idea what you're talking about.
1: I um, am not in favor of the vice president showing up there just so he could leave. But to say it was a PR stunt, what is the kneeling thing? It's a public relations move to draw attention to something. Sure. Sure. How are you throwing around PR like it's public relations, like it's some sort of obviously awful thing to do with, and that's what you're doing? It's, it seems odd to me.
3: Wind driven wildfires in California's wine country, forcing evacuations in both Napa and Sonoma counties. The blaze is uh, dubbed the Atlas Fire and the Tubbs Fire. Breaking out last night, winds were gusting from 30 miles an hour to as high as 60 miles an hour, driving the flames. The Tubbs fire has blown up to over 20,000 acres. Wow, just from nothing. Yep, yep. Speculations growing that Amazon wants to tackle pharmaceuticals, a $560 billion market. There's a new report from CNBC. That says the retail superpower is in the final stages of its plans to sell drugs online. Now, consumers already can get their prescription meds online from companies like CVS, Costco, Walmart. It's not clear yet how Amazon's system would differ, but the so called Amazon effect usually means a seismic shift for consumers and competition driving down costs. If it happens, if it happens, the move's not going to be a surprise to some people. There have been reports circulating that Amazon has been researching for months and has ramped up its hiring with new employees from the pharmaceutical and healthcare industries. So I can
1: get my Viagra delivered to me, same day. Yeah, exactly. You you can actually be in a lot of areas. You could be actually, hey, she's uh, feeling a little amorous. Got her hand on your thigh. (laughs) Dial it up on Amazon. You
0: have it before you need it. Wow. Fantastic. It's a great time to be alive.
3: Fans in the stands taking a knee. we got a video of a woman dumping her soda on a Los Angeles Laker fan going viral. During the National Anthem last week before a preseason game, two fans decided to take a knee. When the anthem was over, a video shows a woman walking up to the kneeling fans, screaming at them, and then tossing her soda at them. The video was posted with the caption, Disrespect Our Flag, and this is how we will react.
1: Interesting. Uh, she obviously was in favor of Vice President Pence leaving the football game. I'll be interested to see when the polling comes out on how many people thought that was a good move or not. Indeed.
3: That's right. of A perfectly good beverage. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty show, the voice of the West.
0: I want to make something perfectly clear to Eric Reed.
3: Eric, first of all, thanks for
0: listening to the Armstrong and Getty show. Eric Reed of the 49ers. If you believe that anybody is being shot, killed, beaten, harassed unjustifiably by the police, you have a duty as an American to 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 fight against that and try to, you know, correct that. And I absolutely respect that impulse. But saying what you said, there are many countries on Earth where you would be tortured to death for what you did. For kneeling during the anthem. For saying what you said. Oh, and your whole family, maybe. Right. Well, three generations in North Korea. Iran would torture you to death, Eric. They would rape you in prison and beat you to death for doing what you did. You get to say it in the United States, loud and proud, whatever you think. So please, for God's sake, man, a little perspective. More guesses as to what the
1: president meant when he said "calm before the storm," or there's only one way to deal with North Korea.
0: You talking World War Three? Ergard. gerd! I hope not. <laughs> Plus, I'll be watching that Lakers uh, soft drink dump video to assess whether it was a legitimate use of a delicious beverage or not. gotcha that
1: cost eight dollars. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. The investigation into the tragedy in Las Vegas this week has sparked a larger debate in America between people who want common sense gun control and people who are wrong. (laughs) This shouldn't be a partisan issue. The guy had 47 guns. No one should own 47 of anything. If you own 47 cats... You are not a responsible pet owner. You're a crazy cat lady. And unlike with guns, the government will actually come and take your cats away because everyone agrees that's insane. (laughs) I thought that was funny, even though I didn't agree with his original premise. Yeah. Um, Yeah. uh, Diane Feinstein, I was talking to about her uh, sounding kind of crazy. She didn't sound crazy when she said that. She didn't think there were any gun laws uh, that would stop
0: what um, dude did. So... Yeah, I saw that quote. I was a little surprised to see that. You think she was lucid? There was a moment of lucidity? (laughs) I think she was lucid. uh,
1: Yeah. Um,
0: Because what happens during these things,
1: as we discussed last week, is, is people attempt to pass gun laws that have nothing to do with what just happened. But that's from the, 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 the crowd. There's a lot of people out there that, that want to do away with guns. They'd like to repeal the Second Amendment. They, that's what they would like to do.
0: So they're chipping away any way they can.
1: Uh-huh. Um, now, I heard this stat. I don't know if this is true or not, that 3% of people own half the guns. Is that possible? Ooh. That certainly could be possible. The, that's I, I know a number of people who have a lot of guns. I've known a handful of people through my life that own a lot
0: of guns. Yeah. What is it? 10% of people pay 50% of the income tax or something like that? I don't remember what that number is. Uh-huh. But, uh, I suppose that's possible. I don't know. I don't really have a sense and of that. And all of
1: those people that I knew are not going to shoot anybody mm. illegally. Yeah. They just aren't. They like collecting guns for whatever reason. Having more guns, if you're not psychotic, doesn't make you any more likely to anything. Do, do anything horrifying.
0: Nope. One is enough. One is enough. You know, depending on what horrors you might have in mind, it's plenty. So, did you say you have texts? Oh, yeah, did I do. Or? I wanted
1: yeah. to talk about this. I oh, forgot. Okay.
0: forgot what I was doing. That's right. Uh, from the text. That's why I'm, there are two of us. Steve
1: Wynn on Fox yesterday. Yeah, they did an interview with Steve Wynn. Do you know who he is? Really tan, old guy with dark hair, got a big jaw owns a really, really nice casino in Vegas, several of them, I
0: believe. Yeah, he really is a fascinating guy, really interesting, a little quirky.
1: Steve went on Fox yesterday (laughs) said the shooter had a Do Not Disturb sign on his door for three days, which we've all heard he hung that on his door Thursday and was there the whole time, and at least at the Mandalay Bay. And, and most of the casinos, they don't go in if you have that on there, which I appreciate. Perfect. Sometimes I don't. I'd rather just, I don't want, I'm going to be sleeping late. I don't want a maid knocking on my door because I'm probably not getting up to like four in the afternoon. Do you have any idea how many nights I've slept on my sheets at home? Go away. Yeah, I'll, I'll don't be need fine. It cleaned. I'll be fine. Wynn said that that should have been a flag at his hotel. They do a check after 36 hours. Um, and there's a whole bunch of different things. He, after, I think it was the Mumbai attack. Uh, in India, he uh, he said, we got to get better security at our hotel properties. And he spent a gazillion dollars on getting different people or training his people and having different policies in place. Everything from checking bags to having cameras at all the exits to uh, recognizing certain behavior and that sort of thing, mm. training people so that uh, that's he says this sort of thing wouldn't happen in his property for a variety of reasons. Interesting. It's also, I've never stayed there because my memory is I haven't gone to Vegas in a long time. Since I quit drinking, it doesn't hold much appeal for me, and I don't gamble, so what am I left with? Right. Catch a show,
0: Jack. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Go see some of the erotica.
1: Are you familiar with the Blue Man Group? (laughs) (laughs) So if I'm not going to see a show, gamble, I don't do horrors. There's just nothing for me. But anyway, my memory is that the, the Wynn Hotel was super expensive. Hmm. It's more expensive than the other places.
0: I was shocked. The last time I was in Vegas, got together with some college buddies, and uh, somebody had been telling me, oh, yeah, Vegas is great. You go there, the rooms are cheap because they just want you to gamble. The rooms were a screw job. They were unbelievably expensive. So I don't know what happened, but everybody wants to go to Vegas or did. Uh-huh. But So I don't know if it's doable
1: for every hotel to have that kind of security and then pass that cost along to their customers
0: i wonder what Wynn is doing i'd like to know more about that i wonder if it's the uh, some more of the israeli uh, method of just w- looking at everybody and and profiling and looking at behavior and using you know those uh do we what all
1: uh, do we all want to be scrutinized when we're walking around vegas in and out the uh the hotel at uh, two in the morning it's fine with me
0: i'm just one more drunk yeah i'd rather not you know have them be taking body shots uh, body shape shots or anything Look at Fat Boy stumbling in. Look at him, idiot. I mean, I'd prefer they not be saying that behind the scenes, but nah, I don't care. I don't know if if
1: video and everything exists, it comes out or can.
0: I don't know if I, no, I if then I'm, I'd sue him.
1: The more I think about it, the more I like the idea. You know what I used to do? Go crazy, go over the top, say terrible things about me as a drunk in Las Vegas. I would go. Uh, I, 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 I would wear a big jacket. And I would walk over to the convenience store, and I would buy, like, a six-pack of Coors Light. And then I'd put the cans in my pockets. Ah. And then I'd walk around the casinos that way so that I spent $6 for six beers as opposed to $8 for a can of Coors Light. Right. And, like, hit the Bellagio or something. Right. Which I just am not going to do. Because well, you're if,
0: not gambling. You're a waste of everybody's time, money, and space. Why don't you play the games? Of course, it doesn't they'll matter. They'll give
1: you drinks. Of course, if you only drink a couple of beers, it doesn't matter that much either. But if you're going to drink a number of beers, you don't right. want to pay. And that number is <laughs> double digits. So you don't want to pay $8 w- for a can of Coors Light. I just find that wrong. Like something's wrong with the universe when you shell out that kind of money for one can of Coors Light. It's no different than the can
0: over there at the AMPM. I'm going to go over there. I'll go to hell. Signed, Major League Baseball. And the NFL and the NBA. Well, oh, yeah, but you have no option there. Right. You have no
1: uh, option. Or even so, at the at the casinos, this is a, hey, drinker's trick. The At the very edges at the doors, they got the little little the little corner where you can buy, like, toothpaste and stuff like that before you head up to your room. Mm. They sell beer in there for, like, convenience store price. Oh. You go 100 feet further into the casino, and it's $8 right That's
0: there. It. It's very Excellent cheap. Excellent tip for alcoholics there in Las go. Vegas. Just trying to help. So a guy like you in an unusually bulky jacket with all sorts of weird bulges, you'd be taken down at Wynn's Casino. Oh, you're exactly who they're looking for.
1: No, I'm just cheap. I'm a cheap drunk. Stop bam, bam, me.
0: bam. And your Kid Rock for Senate hat, which he is wearing right now. I am wearing my Kid Rock for U.S. Senate hat. It's a trucker's hat. The shape is a little better than it was. It's still a little misshapen from being crammed in a box. Because Kid Rock wouldn't pay extra for shipping, apparently. I don't know if that makes him a good frugal conservative or what. <laughs> Keep that in mind when you're considering who to vote for for Senate in Michigan.
1: Did you see that article in the Washington Post about how uh, the Republican
0: Party has abandoned fiscal responsibility? I did. I saw that headline. I didn't read it because I thought it would depress me. Yeah. Do they make a reasonably uh, convincing case? I mean, how could you not? Yeah, exactly. I was, I was chatting with some buddies yesterday, and, and we all agreed. There's the uh, fiscally irresponsible party and the fiscally really irresponsible party, and that's it. Well, there, there's the Give part- the people what they want, man.
1: As I always say, there's just nothing wrong with having a party that says we believe in uh, in in large government and spending money on this stuff. We want taxes to be higher, so you get to do that. There's just no opposition to that, is the thing.
0: Which is a little disappointing. Yeah, frankly,
1: there's a, there's a party that pretends to be in opposition to that. Mm-hmm. It's so much easier to be a big government person. It's e- this is one thing I got to say for you if you're a progressive. It's easy to be a progressive. Oh yeah, it just seems like it's easy. It's all about. Being nice to everyone all the time and giving everybody everything. It's just like there's, you never run up against any rough edges when you're giving everybody everything all the
0: time. Well, what do I always say? The government is a combination of Santa Claus and mommy. And who who's anti-Santa Claus? Who doesn't like mommy? I mean, come on now. So, yeah, that's a pretty easy role to fill, uh, full, uh, fall into. But eventually you have to pay for it. And that's when, you know, the hell is going to get set loose. It's going to be like Greece. There's going to be riots in the streets. Fires set. I don't know. I'm tired of Karen. There's nothing that... The idea of fiscal responsibility is about as popular as somebody named something really unpopular. I mean, it's completely unpopular. Was that a cry
1: for help? Um, I've, I'm past caring. I think it was Joe's
0: Monday cry for help. Yeah, I guess it is kind of in a way. What's the point of trying? There you go. Does anybody want my guitars? Wow giving Mm. your stuff away another sign Mm.
1: stay with us you're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show